Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays, they can do stitches. Urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel. And you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! Do I have everybody's attention now? Damn, CM Punk, calm the fuck down. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Andy. Joining me is my co-host, not Deion Sears of Primetime. That's the reason the comment is in the shape is in now, brother. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't... Anytime there's a Hulk Hogan joke reference, I'm going to laugh at it. And also, <laughs> finally joining us is my other co-host, the man, the myth, the reality, the revolutionary, freshman flow. Year, we here, man. Uh, uh, you know, about time. I'm sure, you, you don't get bit. Get bit? You said. Mm-hmm. What was going on? What's what's going on now? Oh, we'll talk about it. Oh, okay. Man, I'm sitting here scratching a mosquito bite right now. I'm like, yo, you making me paranoid, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, so welcome back to the No Gimme Wrestling Podcast, a late podcast. We always start usually recording our podcast on Sunday and release them out to you guys uh, Monday morning. But this time we had to re- uh, record it on Monday so I can release it to you guys on Tuesday because uh, it was Labor Day weekend. We, we spent some time with the family and had a barbecue on Saturday. That was dope. Q-Flow came, came through. And then uh, with, with his lovely wife. And then, of course, we had Clash of the Cast on Saturday. We had All Out on Sunday and Worlds Collide on Sunday. So if you guys haven't seen our reviews, me and Prime did a review of Clash of the Castle and All Out. And I will be giving you guys a little brief recap of Worlds Collide on the podcast today. And, of course, also, we're going to be adding, since since this happened and it escalated literally earlier today, we're adding breaking news about this whole CM Punk just... He just basically said, you know what? Fuck Colt. Fuck Young Bucks. Fuck Kenny. Fuck you. Fuck your mom. He, everybody. That, that That's how it was. And I'm going to swing on it. And I'm just like, Tony Khan, get your house in order, bro. Get your house in order. Because that, that press conference was just 
you know, a jab here, jab here, stuff like that. And I'm look, more and more this stuff is happening. The more and more, y'all may not like this, but Big Swole was right. I'm just saying. Of the stuff that was going on in AEW, I'm just like, y'all, you, you know what I'm saying? She had a point on some of the stuff. But, you know, look, before we get all up and say, yo, man, make sure. Uh, <laughs> pay the bills, man. What you say? <laughs> pay them bills. Yeah, pay, pay them, oh, wow. Well, you want me to start getting into the joint? Look. <laughs> we get right into it. We was we about to get right into it, but no, no, we, we have us to talk about. But uh, make sure you guys check out spaces4u.com. And then, but... Honestly, this is going to be the last time I'm going to be promoting Spaces Philly on the podcasts because the uh, Nerd Coalition we have uh, and Spaces Philly we have moved away from that because oh. those podcasts are uh, I, I have talked to the, to the director and those podcasts such as Mark and Dark, Lulu and Pop Plus One. Doing business, Mark Randall. Both sides are dead. Sheesh. So, we will be promoting our own podcasts and podcasts that are set to return once okay. we get once we get stuff in order because we have now moved over to Red Circle. We were originally oh. we was originally with Spreaker, but now we moved over to Red Circle. So this is a new podcast platform that uh, that that we are at that we're trying out and everything that and then you guys can listen to uh, still the the nerd culture content that's up there at the moment is of course no give me see the wrestling podcast nerd games to talk podcast and turntables hip hop culture and beyond drunk thoughts sober tongue as we were talking about on Saturday Q is looking to make a return along with retro episodes. Okay. Yeah. So we, okay, we back on our indie wave. Yeah, All right, it, this is what I like exactly. D- definitely, we try we try to get back into swinging things since we moved over since we moved over platforms now because Drunk Dog was having a hard time on Anchor and it's not on there anymore. Mm-hmm. So this Red Circle thing, no man, it's all unlimited now. Put whatever you want up there, no matter how much. Because sp- speaker was killing me monthly, so <laughs> we're doing that. But hold on, that ain't the only podcast. Because I was going to talk to Prime later on about a partnership. Because my main man over here with Lee Boy TV does a podcast of his own called the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. That comes every single Friday, but they've been on hiatus for the summertime. Hope they get out there enjoying the summer. Hope Lee Boy out there taking as many pictures of Disney World as he can. And then they will be coming back. Something we went today. <laughs> I, I, I want his wallet. I'm about to say, because, bruh. I'm sitting here trying to afford a Wawa sandwich. You know what I'm saying? I would love to go to Disney World. But uh, for those who don't know Wawa, that, you know, that's up here, you know, up here in the Northeast of the United States. Just, you know, let that y'all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, every single, uh, but now they, they come back sometime in September. So get ready to hear that. And then I do hope that, you know, probably does not forget about our TGI Friday list. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you know, I, and I'm gonna obviously win. That you're gonna win? Obviously. Oh obviously. Rob post them lists, bro. I'm telling you. I'm post them lists. But uh you guys will hear you hear that of course. Make the announcements Q flows back. My man can promote his music because look, the war drum is a great album, but it's old. It's two thousand nineteen because the man 
has grown as an artist since that first album. I went for the second album, but be, be, between then, he's had singles, he's had collaborations, he's had all this type of stuff like that going on, posse cuts, whatever you guys can name it. So Q-Flow, p- promote the music for us, sir, especially as you have grown an artist, because you're about to go back on the road. Yep, about to go back on the road. Um, We got the uh, Rapzilla album. We're wrapping that up. Uh. Uh, singles should be dropping soon from that. We're just waiting to get some get some music back from people. Uh, October 7th through the 9th, I'll be in Tampa. Uh, if you're in the Tampa area, pull up, pull up the uh, Crossover Church. Flavor Fest is going to be a good time. Crossover then, Church. Uh, it's like they're past to talk about Backbeaters University. <laughs> <laughs> And then <laughs> back me the university. And then um what else? What else? What else? Uh that's about it that I can speak of so far. Um okay. Do I got anything else? Nah, that's it. Oh. I think I got a song dropping next week. I think. I gotta I gotta check the uh the drop schedule. What, I do what you mean Barnes in it you got this time? I don't got no, I don't got no basketball bars in this. What's well, Zion about to come back, bro? I don't got no, I don't got no basketball bars in this one, man. because yeah, you, you know what's funny? You didn't, you, you didn't come on the podcast last time, and I, I was going to start off the podcast like, Yo, Q, you gotta let me know what you think about the Donathan Mitchell trade. And that's what uh, I was going. To say. Yeah, right. No, see, no, 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 because I, I heard debates about the trade, so I'm uh-huh. like, I know, I know who, he, who y'all talking about, but. I it's, I forgot it now by now like I forgot it. I see him like I know because I I remember uh, people was making a big fuss about um old boy going to the Lakers, uh, Pat Bev. Yeah. Oh, pop pop. That's why. <laughs> I was about to say I I know that I know Pat like he gets on my nerves. So like just I, like I, Russell Westbrook said, he just running out there doing a bunch of nothing. <laughs> bro, bro was really celebrating that one win, like they won the whole thing. I'm like, bro, you got like three more games. I'm about to say, bro, but well, you ain't never been there. You know what I'm saying? There, there you got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, yeah. Man, make sure you got check out Q, Q Flow at Crossover Church with Back Beatles University Pastor, and uh, <laughs> time to play. <laughs> Shout out Urban D, man. Yeah, I need that. I need that. Because, look, they got a lot of them Southern hoods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I at least watched that once a day to give me a good laugh out. Oh, but anyway, let's go right into this part. Let's go right into breaking news, y'all. Breaking news. CM Punk at this shit again. But you know what? Is it really all CM Punk fault? Maybe. But we, we, we don't know that because so AEW did a press conference after All Out last night uh, or, or Sunday when they did that. And uh, somebody uh, happened to ask CM Punk a question about Coca Bana. Literally and, the first question. Yeah, first question. So it's it's like something triggers I see CM Punk. And I'm trying to pull the transcript to see, to, to see what he exactly said, which obviously they don't have up anymore, so I can't find it. I wish I should have uh, got it earlier. But 
He was saying things along the line. No, I gotta find the transcripts. I'm sorry. I gotta make. I'm, I'm he gonna was make... basically. Jeez. No, no, uh, basically, you look it up. Like, why, uh, I, uh, why, why I pull it up? He was just like, I have not been friends with Scott Goldman or Coltman or whatever his name is. I have not been friends with him since at least 2014, and it doesn't matter who I choose to be friends with and who I don't choose to be friends with. And then he was like, the fact that I got to say this is embarrassing. I don't care where he works. I don't care where he sleeps. I don't care where he eats. I don't care where he <laughs> uses the bath. I don't care about nothing. So please. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. And then he went on from that to a rant about the Bucks and Kenny and Hangman all in the same sentence. So, yes. yeah. Because he, uh, after the whole Coco Bay thing, the man was obviously pissed off. And then now, so he's like, you know what? Usually when people are angry, they're like, you know, since I'm pissed off, I'm going to add some more shit to the fire that uh, y'all need to fucking hear. Uh, basically. So he he called out, because, you know, uh, he called out the EPs, uh, uh, which obviously hey, are... The funniest line is they call themselves the EVPs, yet they can't even manage a target. I was like, oof. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that, he did say that. He did say that. He, he, he was talking about them. They, they, can't, they can't manage a target, and if, if you know if anybody got a fucking problem about he said, and they spread lies and bullshit. Uh, well, you know this is gonna be explicit bullshit and put into the media that I got somebody fired when I have fucked. I, I have fucked all to do with him. Want nothing to do with him. Do not care. We works in all the stuff that, that you just said, and he said twenty twenty two is embarrassing because he he believes that they was one that spread lies about him. Getting Coco Band a fire, which he Coco Band never got fired. Coco Band did get moved to Ring of Honor. However, even though CM Punk is the higher star, and if he felt uncomfortable with Coco Banner backstage, Tony Khan is going to move Coco Band out the Dark Order and move him down. And yeah, but he he didn't say he uh, Tony was like, no, nah, that wasn't even about Punk. He was just uh, coach is like a coach for Ring of Honor. Okay. And okay, so they, they, then, along with saying that, he comes out of nowhere and says, "What did I ever do to this world to deserve an empty, empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like at Hangman Adam Page to go on national television and fucking go into business for himself? What did I ever do? Didn't do a goddamn thing." And I was just like, "Where did that come from?" And I was just like, "You know what? It, it, whoever that person." Or that fan was was there to deliberately, deliberately stir the shit. And then he also said, "It's not Tony Khan's. It's it's not Tony Khan's position to make it very fucking clear. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better." And uh, also hinting at them being uh, friends. Uh, what was it? Uh, Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Being friends with uh, good friends at a page and everything like that, so it's kind of like how you saying with WCW how the boys are going into business for themselves, kind in in a way. Mm-hmm. And then he he also come back. I, I had pulled the transcripts. He was saying, "I'm trying to run a fucking business, and when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off my back and goes on national television and do, and does that." It's a disgrace to this industry and it's a disgrace to this company. I think that is the the quote right there where everybody start calling him Hogan. 
<laughs> I, I think I think that right there is the quote where everybody really like start calling him, you know, CM Hogan or Hulk Punk. Modern Hogan. day Hogan, man. Modern day Hogan. He said, "We're far beyond apologies. I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled, and you saw what I had to do, which is very re- uh, regrettable. Lowering myself to his fucking level, but that's where we are right now." And I'm just like, uh, punk, you know, what the, and he said, and I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. Well, somebody had a problem with it. And guess what? They met him in the hallway. It, it, it was definitely, uh, the young bucks and Kenny. So apparently when CM Punk was off the stage, there was some security guard that rushed by and nobody probably knew why. But apparently what happened was they confronted CM Punk about the stuff he said. And CM Punk apparently, like I said, allegedly took a took a, sw- a swing. At- now, before you, before you go into this story, I'm just going to say. Okay. Uh, it's three, almost four of them, if you want to include Hangman. Yeah. Trying to gang up on CM Punk. All I'm saying is, uh, yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> if it's four people trying to gang up on me, I'm swinging too. That's all I'm saying. Okay, you know, before we go deeper into the story, let's just let's just talk about how do we feel about his comments, though. Like, is he oh, is, is, is he hey, is I'll he right in what he say? Okay, let's go. Let's just be honest here. Go ahead. He, I will say he is very out of line for doing this at a media scrum, especially right in front of Tony Khan, because like. Tony Khan can't comment on it, but Tony Khan's making faces while you were calling your EVPs or your employees like pricks and stuff like that. It's like that's just putting Tony Khan in the more in uncomfortable the position. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because that's like <laughs> just just hear me out here. What if he was to say the N word? Just just if he was to say that, right? Tony Khan would just sitting there like, okay, yeah, okay, like just sitting there. He calling these people all these kind of names and Tony kind of just sitting there. And it's kind of like he can't really agree or disagree necessarily because it's like you want to be professional, but yet Simple is not the one being professional. So it's like hard to do. But okay, now let me go to Q first. But then I go to prompt the words right out of my mouth. He put he put his boss in a very weird predicament because it's like, ah, oh, damn it, what do I say now? Like, or what do I do? You know what I'm saying? Um. And and you you even if it was like even if he had a justifiable reason to say that you don't do that in the public, bro. You don't do that in the public. And then it's just like, bro, you you making what what Triple H said come like like even more powerful every time, man. Okay, so here's what I say because what both of y'all said is I agree with you. That's that's very unprofessional, and especially when you do that to Tony Khan. But see. This is also the problem. I've uh, heard a lot of times, I heard you two and anybody else saying that they put Tony Khan in a concomitant situation, right? Let me ask y'all this. Would Vince ever be in that situation? Hell. Well, Vince don't do press conferences no, like that. So. Hell. No, but even no. still, Vince ain't going to be in that position. Shane's not going to be in that position. Stephanie's not going to be in that position. Triple H's not going to be in that position. And uh, so th- well, uh, well I, all I'm gonna say is, they just started doing press conferences. So no, no, but, no. You, but you still don't see them out there with the stars, though. Is what he's Triple trying H to say. No, 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 Triple no, H was no, out there. 
No, yeah. that, but that's triple. That's Triple H though. Like we talking, like you ain't gonna see Vince McMahon no, all no. up in this. Like, well, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is they initiate who the fuck they are. Like in 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 the roundtable discussion back back when they used to have those old wrestling uh roundtable shows that was when they had the W twenty four seven on on demand. Uh-huh. Jim Ross said, despite anybody from Vince Russo to Bruce Pritchard to uh, Jim Cornette to Michael Hayes, no matter what anybody is telling anybody in the background, there's one warded. And that guy is Vince McMahon. Don't nothing go past uh, on television without going through him first. We know that he is the boss. He don't, he don't, he's not trying to be your damn friend. He's not out here being a fucking mark. He's out here because we, we, we wrestle marks because we wrestle fans. Vince McMahon is the boss. That's it. No matter what happens, he is the boss. So in other words, he has established that line of communication at the beginning when you first get hired. That's what everybody was saying when it, when they first meet Vince, maybe he could be intimidating this like that. And yeah, they can have a good relationship, relationship with him. But if Vince, Vince can, t- he he will tell Stone Cold no, he will tell Dwayne no, he will tell Cena no, and Arctic no because he's done it before because he's the boss. Tony Khan, on the other hand, is so happy because he's a wrestling fan. There's nothing wrong with being a wrestling fan, but he's just so happy to the point that I'm happy that I got all. These players over AEW, we have a big successful successful AEW show to the point where half them people at AEW probably look at Tony Khan as a substitute teacher, as pose uh, instead of the boss. He does not come off as having the backbone of a boss because if he did, and if Tony Khan was at you know have any kind of authority figure in there or not trying to make friends backstage. This would not have happened because here's the thing: Eddie Kingston got suspended for less. He just barely touched Sammy Guevara backstage, and he got him two weeks. So you, that that means to tell me this: now you got your EVPs and your champion backstage fighting. What's the consequences for that? Now, obviously, he's not going to fire CM Punk. He's not going to fire the. Uh, I the, mean, I would suspend them and strip the championships. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, because see, but is he is he looking at it as a boss or a fan? Because Vince is like, I don't give a fuck. I will I will strip the title and do Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the six hundredth time. I don't care. We he don't give a fuck about how we feel. Tony Khan, I think, is really invested on how we feel because the man come on busting open every week. He he obviously is reading on social media, reading what the IWC is saying, and he's obviously reacting off of that. And you and and to be real with you, if you're gonna be a boss and you're gonna have control of your own house, you can't be reacting off of all that. We all have opinions, we're wrestling fans, but all of us are not right. We're not in that the end of the day, we're not in that business. I'm not in that business, Q Flow's not in that business, Primetime's not in that business. We you know, we do different things. I'm saying we got opinion, we watched it for a long time to be, you know, educated about the business, but I'm just saying, but we're not in that business. He has to get that house in order because that, that just that whole thing just made AEW look terrible. And now and I would say, like I said, he's making himself, he's making him look uncomfortable. First of all, Tony Khan didn't come off looking like a boss. I'm not sitting there saying talk about some like thug life boss. I'm talking about some yo tap CM Punk. Be like this. All right, look, let me grab the microphone. Like yo, cut, bro, you got to go. 
Mm-hmm. All this stuff you're saying right now is out of line. You got to go shut the fuck up and get out of here. We, you got, we, it's a press conference. There's a press conference. You, you got you, you got to know when to take control of your house. They work for you. You don't work for them. Okay? And, I was, and, and that's one of the things that is like, okay, that has been kind of bothering me about tony khan i love AEW. i'm excited for the game i'm excited for i uh, i like i like the figures that come out with it. i like the product minus rampage but i'm just saying but it they, they does some good stuff but there's some of the things that big Swole was uh, alluding to about how how loose it was backstage you gotta have some type of tightness in something because everybody can't be the good guy for example i remember when this channel first started I was too busy trying to be friends with everybody opposed to operating my channel. And sometimes you're going to have to just be what they may think is an asshole. But you got to be the boss. There's too many problems going on and too many slight jabs and too many fighting and everybody saying what the fuck they want to say. Even when Chris Jericho was like, yo, I need the locker room to tone it down. There are things I learned from Vince. And one thing is we all look at it including myself we were trash WWE, especially in that vince era i ain't never come at Vince as a businessman or as a boss his creative is gone beyond his years and i've said that and that and i still say it to this day but you knew who the boss was when it comes to whether he's lying or not you're not going to have that unprofessional conduct on his show Period. Titus O'Neil almost got fired for, for for holding Vince back to let his daughter go first because they saw that shit on TV. Vince don't play that shit. And when Jericho's like, look, it's okay to be an alternative, but but y'all want to be to the uh the alternative so bad it's almost going to be it's almost like uh Impact Wrestling is in, 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 in some of the early years when it, it was basically uh fuck wwe every night i'm just like y'all let it go do your thing prime i know you remember every time a a, a Berto del dipshit as people been calling them came out every night talking about something it's time to talk about wwe and i'm just like really <laughs> really he's like, still he talking about them to this day he he's trying to campaign he trying to uh campaign to be in the hall of fame exactly this man has lost his fucking mind. He came out to talk about the big nose. Some uh, talk about Triple H. I'm like, yo, shut up, because all that does is draw a certain minority audience, and that is the audience that just hates WWE and they want to see them, they want to see them burn to the ground. The wrestling fan, in, the the actual wrestling fan, enjoys what's going on because it's it's a good time to be a wrestling fan again because there's competition out there. And that's what makes it good. But the mark, you know, like them smarks or somebody out there that just wants to be burned to the ground. That's the ones you're attracting. And when you attract them, you you start taking stuff away, and you don't want to do that. And you don't want everybody come out there. Now look, even TBS is like y'all may have to kind of calm down on this cursing because every promo got shit. Like uh, the bull steal from CF. See a punk just said fuck the other day on dynamite. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? I think that was an accident. Whether it's still, I mean, whether or not, I'm like, bro, you you got you got to get it because every promo got shit in it now. It seemed like, really, I'm just like, you, 
you 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 gotta just you gotta be the alternative and be in a better way. John Moxley don't need to be bleeding every fucking match. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I, said, it, I mean, I guess it's, 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 it's a trademark, but I'm just like, but I get it. WWE doesn't do blood, y'all do. I get it, but every match, even on Rampage, you don't need to be doing that. But if you say it for a special event, it makes it more prominent because that's what's happening. And I think Tony Khan's getting so caught up in wanting to be the alternative of WWE, but he wants to be the alternative extreme version of that. And on top of that, like the EPs, I'm just sitting there like, okay, how, how did I feel when they had Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny? I mean, because yeah, they used their money to get this, this company started. I, I get that. But in your personal opinion, Prime, uh, I would say you did because you watched wrestling longer. Do you think that that was a right move to even put them as EPs? Or should you have gotten somebody like, you know, because look, Triple H has his guys. And I'm not even talking about defense guys, but Triple H has his guys from Matt Bloom to Norman Smiley to Road Dog to Sean Ma- These people have d- been in the business, performed at the highest level, and retired. Even Sky Too Hottie. You know, uh, before he left, uh, a lot of other people that he has brought brought into his circle to help train and to get these superstars where they need to be at, and you, and same thing like that. Even ba- even backstage on Raw SmackDown, like obviously they don't like you know Bruce Pritchard, but you know he's he's only gonna it for a little bit. They got rid of Jeff Jarrett, got Road Dog up in there, and then uh, they're gonna get their own people up in there. But these are people that have, you know, studied that job because they've been retired. They're not still actively wrestling. You got EPs that's still actively wrestling. So is is it like I, I like what is your opinion about that? So I think the only reason why they were EPs in the first place is because uh, maybe Tony Khan wanted to. I'm. I mean, let's be completely honest. It started when it started out. It was their company. Tony Khan was just a money backer. So technically, at the at the, the first time, first point, it wasn't. It was just there. It was just the Bucks, Kenny, and Hangman. I mean, and, and Cody. Sorry, that was running it. And, and Tony Khan was just the money because obviously, went all out everything that they were doing. They were popular from BTE. They built a whole pay per view just from BTE. So I felt like. Uh, Maybe Tony Khan said, if I do this, y'all got to be a part of it. But um, looking at it now, obviously they're active competitors. I would have, like, went after other people, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Because, like, I understand why, they're, why they were EVPs at that time, especially. At that time, I can understand. But now I feel like uh, they should get more people like if I'm being I will put like maybe since he doesn't really wrestle I'll put like Dustin as an EVP uh I would try to get somebody like Booker or you know somebody that's not gonna take no nonsense as an EVP I would try to get other people like that as an EVP or, or but, even or even Mark Henry and Paul White like, like y'all you have them there but what are they doing yeah like like because Obviously, like I said in the beginning, I can understand why those four were MVPs. They were just so important to the wrestling business at that time. Yes. But now, uh, I think that it should change. Like, it should have changed when there was the reports that they lost their EVP title. Yeah. 
I think it should have changed then, and then they should have just, uh, you know, pointed like newer people as EVPs, just to have still have EVPs, but not have them be active wrestlers. Yeah, I, you know, well said, Prime. Actually, well said because, uh, I mean, and I only asked the Prime real quick here because I know he watched wrestling longer, so you know, saying so I was going to get a kind of accurate answer out of him. No, um, and I, 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 I do agree with you on that part because the inmates can't run the asylum. I'm not sitting there saying that Kenny Omega and the Bucks are Hogan and Nash and Hall and all the people from WCW. I'm not saying that. But however, you're you're a human who has an ego when you're in wrestling. Every wrestler has an ego, from the, even from the nicest people to to the worst of people. Everybody has an ego, and eventually you're gonna you're gonna naturally by naturally doing it go into business for yourself and i'm like that right there it it, it, it it really can't be he needs to have somebody that's retired knows what they're doing because just like i said you getting different kinds of uh vibes from these guys remember they talked about the whole backstage talent meeting where the young bucks was more open about hey come to us but kenny was giving them like the harsh love and shut it like, what the fuck wrong with you and it's just like, you know, every everybody don't respond the same way to certain things. Like you want them to. That's why you have you gotta have other people in, in, in place to try to, to you know to take this thing over. Cause I, right now, the honeymoon phase for AEW is over. It's over. Now it's getting to the business side because now I'm pretty sure when AEW first started up, nobody expected a couple things. One, Cody to leave like he did. Mm-hmm. Two Vince McMahon stepping down. Those those two things alone rocked AEW. They have not been the same since. They have not been the same since. Because they are riding high to the point where they feel as though that they can they, they could mess up because they would all turn it because everybody just hates WWE that much. You don't ever want to be the company that people fall to because they just hate something else that bad. Because eventually, they ain't gonna hate it forever. Or the people that do hate it is gonna leave. You want people to genuinely love your company for what it is. And you build on that. He needs to get his house in order, especially because right now, they all, business-wise, they all should be stripped. Trios, titles, because even if if CM Punk threw the first person, he's, he's wrong. But yet, they were still back there ready to cause a confrontation. So, nobody's right in this situation. And you have to set an example for people back there like, no, this cannot happen again. There's sometimes Vince did punishments that was just like, damn, that was kind of harsh. But then once again, it's like, yo, we, I'm setting an example. I'm taking this boy out to the woodshed because... I'm you're not we're not gonna do this shit again. Whether it's burying them on TV, whether it's firing them, whether it's you know whatever can you, you they they off TV for for eleven months. Shit. Yeah, honestly, I would I would honestly really strip all of them and suspend them. Uh, don't know if Tony Khan is gonna actually do it or if he's just looking for more information before he does it. But he has to do something. Because there's no way uh, Eddie Kingston just swung at somebody and he got suspended for two weeks. But yeah, these are your higher people in charge, your world heavyweight, your world champion, 
your EVPs and it just nothing happens. So. Yeah, and if if they don't see if they don't and if your your coworkers or your you know your employees or your wrestlers, whatever you want to say, doesn't see any action being taken towards the higher ups, then we got the same problem in this company. And then when people are like, you know what, I want my release. I want to go. I want to go because I want to go back to the Papa age. That's how this stuff stuff is going to work. But I. My my biggest fear is he don't want to do nothing because Arthur Ashe is literally in three weeks. And just like just like any other wrestling business, he wants to sell that out. He wants to have his biggest stars from CM Punk to Kenny Omega to the Young Bucks. He wants to have his biggest stars out there in that in that stadium show for twenty thousand seats. But, but as of right now, in my personal opinion, you need to pull events and be like. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I keep saying this motherfucker's name, but I'm saying, but you, you got, you got to pull, you got, you got to pull him and be like, fuck the fans right now. You got to do what's right. I mean, honestly, if I'm Tony Khan, uh, like, uh, like I, I heard somebody say um, they should try to make it out of an angle because they make money since everybody's interested in. But I'm like, you still got to suspend them and, and you know take away the titles. So you keep talking about the Arthur Ashe show. If I was Tony Khan, I would just crown new champs at that show. I mean, I I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, that's, that's what I'm saying. Because sometimes I think he's worried about the the fan backlash from canceling, you know, from suspending them. Because you the got fans know what happened, so it should be no surprise. You said what? To be honest, the fans know what happened, so it should be no surprise. To be honest, no, but the, everybody that knows AW and they obviously well, not everybody. What I'm saying. These people have heard about the altercation, so they know something happened. So, if the title gets suspended, there it should be no surprise of why it's getting suspended. No, it will be no surprise, but but the fan backlash will be because, at, like I said, a lot of the fans over at AEW also look at that as the just a WWE alternative, and they they, they want to look at Tony Khan as better than Vince to the point where it's just like, all right. He can get his house in order, but why would you suspend somebody? Because you're going to get those kind of stuff, and he's going to read that, unfortunately. Why would you suspend CM Punk? It wasn't his fault. He was right. Or why would you suspend the Bucks because they was right? And then and then you are like um, I, I was listening to a, a, a brief part of Solid Monster earlier because he, he came on with a live stream right when this thing happened. I was like, if he's doing it, it's something serious. And he was like, you're about to really create a AEW Civil War like they did in Marvel. You're about to really create an AEW Civil War. It's like whose side you on, Punks or the Elite? And then you do not want to have your locker room divide that way because they're going to start bringing up other shit that has nothing to do with this to justify their point because that's what everybody does. And then when they start doing that, as people start picking it and going to size, and it's like, and then how do you get the house to know? How are people going to work together? How are people going to trust, trust, trust each other to work with them? You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, Q, you like you were about to say something a couple, about a couple of minutes ago. And then you kind of got lost the conversation. Were you about to say something or, or give your point to this? No, no, I was just going to give a point. I was about to say, like, you don't, I, you, y'all taking my points. I was about to say, like, dividing up the house like this is not good. Um, and, and I can imagine, like, this is going to be a real blow to the morale of the, uh, of the superstars as well. Um, I don't know, man. Something's got, they, Tony got a, he got a, he got he got he got grab his dick one time and put it on the table. Do something, bro. Yeah, you can't. You got you gotta be the boss. Because first of all, ain't no time to be a nice guy. They 
They're using your money. So if I ain't here, this whole operation stop. That's just, that's just harsh but true shit. So he he really needs to he, he really needs to get his stuff in order. But also, let's just let's go into the other topic, which is going to cause a little bit of debate also, because not only was CM Punk saying all hit all this shit, Triple H was saying some shit too, and it wasn't no you know crazy shit or anything like that. It was more so of an asinine comment, I would say the least, and it pissed off Chris Jericho, which I can understand. Uh, Triple H was uh, he had an interview by BT Sports Ariel Huwani and they were talking about a couple things like people coming back to the company and this that and the third and they brought up the he brought up the thing about how AEW beat NXT in the ratings during that whole Wednesday Night War thing that they had and Triple H made the comment was saying that you know, everybody was putting this this pressure on us over there. And it wasn't even another pressure because it wasn't even nothing like that. It wasn't a war. And they beat our development our developmental system. Good for them. He in that comment right there buried NXT. Because contradicting a couple years ago, Triple H said that NXT is no longer developmental. It is a third brand. I don't know if Q remembers that, but I know Prime remembers that. Nah, I don't remember at all. Prime, you said it. But here's oh. I, I got. I, let me offer a little pushback. Okay. If we already were saying NXT, he wasn't. Was he talking about the black and gold? He's talking when they. He's was talking about twenty. He's talking about 2019, 2020. Uh, twenty like the NXT when he was still in control and when they were going head to head every week. Yeah. This but is when they this, had. This is when they had Balor, Champa, Gorgano. But that that was around the time of his heart attack, wasn't it? No, he he had a. Uh, no, he had a heart attack in like twenty twenty one, like probably late. Oh, last, yeah. last year. Oh. Yeah. All right, never mind then. Cause I was about to say we were kind of shitting on NXT because we seen that the product was getting watered down anyway. But never mind. No, this is when they were going. This is when NXT first started going live, and they first started going two hours. Yeah. Okay. Or, or USA when they had Samoa Joe, they had Adam Cole, Next they had the Undisputed uh, Era, and Mr. V Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How? Yeah. I I got you, Triple H. Yeah, you kind of effed up because my thing is like, uh, no, you're not beating developmental with my own. Ooh, Lord, almost almost used the N word. But you're not like you, how you killing developmental with people I develop like whatever. Go ahead, man. No, because it's cool because it, it was an asinine con because this is also the same developmental that won that Survivor series that you would create a whole angle after. Yeah. <clears throat> this is the same well this like I said, this is what he said that this is a third brand. That's what I said, primers when he said that. This is a, it's not this is no longer developmental, it's a third brand. Where now I didn't see this clip though. So how did he say? Did he say like, was it in like a like? Did he say or did he say it almost as if like he oh, was that's just video? <laughs> they beat our developmental. Okay, congratulations. <clears throat> see, okay, that's what I was about to say. Like, did he say it like he was like, yeah, all right, like okay, oh, they beat our developmental, sure. Like, 
if he said it like that, I think everybody's taking it the wrong way. But if he said it like sincere, it was like, yeah, they beat our developmental. Good for them. No, no, no. He, he said it very sarcastically as if, like, be proud of because you beat a bunch of developmental stars. But in that saying that, you are shitting on stars that are not, de- are not developmental. Because here's the thing. NXT was developmental at first. Right. But then, as, because, like, when, if you look at the beginning of NXT, I ain't talking about the 2010 NXT and probably what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when we got the 2012 when he turned into an actual wrestling show. Mm-hmm. When you had developmental talent, talent like Bo Dallas, Adrian Neville, Sami Zayn, you uh, you, you had um, Corey Graves, Bull Dempsey. Like when you had those guys, that was developmental. Baron Corbin right. when he first came out to NFL, those were developmental guys. But then what happened was Trip Papa H raided the Indies. So then when he raided the Indies, then we started bringing over Shinsuke Nakamura. Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Dexter Loomis, Ricochet, EC3, like he, uh, Eric Young, Killian Day. He read the Indies, and he took all those guys are not every everybody I just named is not developmental talent. Those people have been in, in the business. For about ten plus years up at that point, they are seasoned guys. They help the development talent at all. But then at, at one point NXT, uh, that that show, which was the one of the best wrestling shows of the week, was filled with those guys. Mm. That's the problem. <clears throat> so when you get to saying that okay, when AEW first set, came out, they they was beating our developmental. Go back and look at them shows that they was doing head to head. How do I remember? Because me and Prime used to review them all the time. You don't do a fatal four way Iron Man match with developmental talent. Remember that Prime Time? Is he still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm listening oh, to you. Oh, no, no, I'm, I, I don't have my screen on to see if you're on mute or not. So I, when, when I'm talking, I'm just going by the flow of things. My apologies. <clears throat> but yeah, when they um, when they when you had those kind of matches, or you have Riddle and Timothy Thatcher in the fight pit, you're not doing that with developmental. Because we see what a developmental ladder match looks like. It's it's not good. You put on you having war games matches with Io Shirai and Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox and all them people, all the women that you brought over there and, and men as well, Roderick Strong and all of them and AOP. These are not developmental guys. So, Chris Jericho <clears throat> took offense to that. Chris Jericho had an interview on Inside the Ropes uh, podcast, uh, and he uh, said this. He said, uh, because he he pointed out Triple H's prior comments calling NXT its own brand alongside Raw and SmackDown rather than developing a program. He said, it's just changing the narrative and changing the history, which makes me laugh. Uh, Because when it started, it was not developmental. It was a third brand, and it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, and all the other bullshit that they said, which he did say that. 
Uh, and Jericho said, so straight up, NXT sucks. He said, it's not a good show. They know it. They probably were punished. That's probably why Triple H said those things. Because he's angry that we beat them. And he's probably he, he's probably angry that we exist. And uh, he said, we don't care about WWE. We care about building our fan base and building our ratings. We will continue to exist because I'll tell you this. My boss has a lot more money than his boss does a lot more. That last part, Jericho wasn't even here. It was like, my dick is bigger than yours. It doesn't matter about the money and who has the most money. But <clears throat> even though he said that they don't care about WWE a lot, but I mean, they do mention it a lot also. Cody was definitely breaking up a throne uh, and one of uh, all our double, uh, double nothing pay-per-views. But still, I think, you know, because I'm the kind of guy they be like, yo, get off your fucking soapbox. Own your shit. There's no way. I mean, Trouble has to say this shit. He, 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 you know, it's just the same corporate BS that you got to spew. And it's like, okay, they beat our developmental. But bullshit. He's pissed. I would be too. He's pissed. They got beat. They He, he was given a chance. They got destroyed. And then when them being, when them getting destroyed, he, uh, Got punished for that. But it, it, it's ain't like that, you know, um, Inside the Roast was talking to um, Kenny Omega to the point where Kenny Omega has never wrestled in WWE before. He's never worked with Vince like that before. Jericho has been in WWE for over 20 years. He has seen when Vince is punishing somebody, when he's not punishing somebody, how Vince operates. And you don't think he knows that if... Triple H fucked up like that and he lost and it wasn't going Vince wasn't going to take that sword you're going to take that sword you lost and you got punished for it and he got punched and he turned to the fruit roll of NXT which gave that man a heart attack Triple H ain't going to sit here and tell me so, so yeah I had a heart attack I wasn't eating right stop it stop it he ain't going to tell the truth right now he's not going to say shit like that because one he, it's still his father-in-law but he lost the, the shows NXT was putting on, the matches that they was putting on, the clashes <laughs> that they were trying to have, you're not going to sit there and say, well, that was just our developmental stuff. Well, you definitely called them a third brand, bro. Get out your that, that Those kind of comments bother me. Because you already know what the truth of it is. And I understand where Jericho's coming from. Uh, uh, where he was just like, you know what? He was probably punished, and then he's mad that we even exist because he said some slice of about AEW when they first came out. You know, say I, for, I forgot. What, what, oh, at the uh, at the Hall of Fame. I for, I forgot what he called. It. I don't, it was a water cooler company or something like that. He called it something. Triple H did. Yes, he, when Ada, okay, when, when, I, when they was building it, and it was coming out because they wasn't worried about it. But then all of a sudden, this thing caught fire, and then it's just like, oh, 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 he called it a, a piss ant company. Yeah, piss ant company. Yeah. He called it a pissing company and says like, okay, well, well then this pissing company came up there and beat your developmental or your third brand company. Stars that were because at this time, this is not the AEW. The AEW roster now is not what it was back when they was going against NXT. The known people in AEW at that time was Omega, the Bucks, Cody, Hangman. Those were like the known people. 
Everybody didn't know about Orange Cassidy. Everybody wasn't familiar with Jungle Boy. Everybody wasn't familiar with MJF. Everybody wasn't familiar with Darby Allen like that. These are the people that was there. That was up winning. And then all of a sudden, when they start bringing in Sting and Aleister Black and then, uh, and Rusev, you know, now, now it's Miro. And they start bringing in more WWE guys to bounce out. And especially with CM Punk and then uh, Brian Danielson. That really shot them over there. But before that, when they was beating up NXT, they was using their own guys. So they got to bother them. But then, then again, uh, your opinion about that prime, like, was Jericho out of line? Was he right? I mean, I, I still don't understand the whole, I got, my boss got more money. I don't care about that. But is it justified? Uh, I think it's justified at poking the bear because, you know, obviously he did, Triple H did say that, even though he was like, yo, this is our third brand. We're going to take it seriously. So I think Jericho just said that, but I think Jericho also has is, is, has a hot temper for stuff like that too. Yeah, because like Jericho on his podcast still does WWE type stuff though. So what you mean? I've heard he still does podcast in a while. He still does like previews for some shows if they like the Big Four and whatever. Oh, okay, I got you. He still does predictions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just like. He Jericho's not one of the people where it's like, I don't want nothing to do with WWE WWE I don't talk about it. It's like, no, he talks like he he's like, Yeah, it's a company, it's a wrestling company and it's competition, but I still talk. I still do like some stuff from it. But I guess when you say stuff like this, even though I'm not like Jericho doesn't talk about like, he talks bad about him, but he doesn't like he doesn't unnecessarily hate him for no reason, basically. So I guess when the comment like this comes, he's just like, what did I do to deserve you to, <laughs> like, see him fall? What did I do for you to just hate on me for no reason? To, to send hate our way for no yeah. reason? No, I, I, I can understand why he told that personally because it's like, why would you call them guys developmental when you got some of them guys showcasing on your main roster right now? Some of them guys is over there, over here with us. And he probably took res- disrespect from that because he was the guy that was leading them at that time. He was the world champ. That the first world champ, the first like big star that they had that was uh, That's mainstream. Right. He was so he him, him and Moxley doing that stuff. Well, him and Hangman first, and then it was him and Moxley. Yeah, you're right. What about you, Q? Now, obviously, I, I don't know if you were too familiar with the Wednesday Night War that, that they had a couple years ago, but how you feel about the Jericho's comments? Um, I mean, I'm pretty. It, it's it's pretty justified. I mean, um, you can't uh. You know you can't you can't disrespect a man's workplace without expecting some type of pushback especially if you know they believe in the company you know every company has its ups and downs sure but like you know y'all don't get to talk about that it's, it's like one of those things is like i could talk about my brother but y'all can't talk about my brother i'd be jazzed like it's one of those types of things because i mean let's let's face it that AW got got a handful of shit they got to deal with already inside the house. Yeah. So I like Jericho's stance on it because it's like, even though we're dealing with our problems inside the house, y'all don't get to talk about it. Like, like stay over there. Like, so, um, nah, it's 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 it's, it's a pretty justifiable thing, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I, I, I gotta say, I was like Triple H. I was asked not for you to say, but I understand you're going to give the whole public. PR bullshit answer and I get it but y'all lost and y'all lost with a good amount of talent 
And one one of those talents that that uh, he lost with was the Velveteen Dream. So we gonna just go right over here to Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark. Y'all know, y'all already know how big of a fan I am of Velveteen Dream, and how disappointed I was when he was released because of the shit that was happening. So recently. Like I said, before a lot of stuff came up, a since Triple H got back into power, and everybody was like, "Well, damn, he's bringing back all these people," and everybody's been seeing it. It's like, will he bring back Velveteen Dream? Because according to the case, nothing was ever found. There was no evidence of ever ever finding it. So, as of right now, you you you're supposed to be in this country innocent to proven guilty. And Velveteen Dream was making his case like, "I'm innocent. Can he come hire me back?" Like, he was saying this on social media. And I was just like, do they really want to go do that? Because, you know, I'm a fan of LT Dream, but right is right, wrong is wrong. So, then all of a sudden, I don't know, I guess Twitch didn't respond to him or whatnot. It, then a news article came around because he got arrested. Uh, Patrick Clark, known as XC Superstar LT Dream, was arrested on Friday, August 26th. In Florida, charged with possession of drugs, and uh, they had his they, they had his mug shot up, and I was just like, "Dude, what's going on?" It says that uh, a a booking page on mugshotland.com indicates that Clark was arrested on an on an out of county warrant. The Orange County Record website, which covers Orlando, indicates that Clark is still incarcerated and that. He has hold. He has one hold on him, and this all could mean Orange County is holding Clark while another county waits to come pick him up on a position of drug. Uh, so yeah, that was the one that came out, and I was just like, "Well, we gotta talk about that." But then something else came out. EC three came out and was and he gave. Details of a of an incident happened at his home in 2008, and since uh, as a voter, he was also arrested twice. I I, I remember the second time. EC3 made some accusations during an interview, uh, where he said that Velveteen Dream was uh, filming male uh, genitalia in the bathroom. So during the interview of Sports Kita, EC3 said this. He said we had a party. And it was at my place, and he came over because I'm being friendly, I and I'm top guy, and I tried to welcome everybody into into the thing. He left his phone in my bathroom with the camera on, trying to capture people taking pisses. He said, when asked how he knew this was happening, EC3 said, because it's my bathroom. When I walk in there, I see a phone selfie style uh, propped up on filming where if somebody is going to take a pee, they will have their, uh, I guess, the penis out, urinating into the water. Uh, he said he, did, he didn't confront Clark, but after seeing him go into the bathroom after he exited, he didn't want to cause a scene and instead told everyone to leave because he was going to bed. He said he later told other people... There, there's so, 
he later told other people there so that they were aware of one of those pe uh, people was friends with Clark, which caused further issues between the two. What? Now, this is EC3 we're talking about here. Now, I, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm sitting here going to believe EC3 and his story. This is, this is, what, this is a story that, he, that he's telling, you know, because he, he calls himself a top guy. I'm just like, calm the fuck down, EC3. But, well, uh, I won't say top guy, but I will say he was a veteran at that time in the NXT. Fair enough, and, pa and Patrick Rock was young. And if I'm, if some guy has his phone up and it's in selfie mode of people taking pisses in my house, that's not sliding with me. That's not sliding with me because that's an invasion of privacy. First off. Mm -hmm. And that is also, you know, if if I if I'm taking a picture that, then also I see your phone. My dick is on your phone now. So he said he deleted it. Who Velty Dream? No. So the I've read another story, or the, I guess the, the detailed version of that story yeah. is he said he deleted it to make sure that his was off because he had already took a pee before he looked and seen it. So he said he deleted it and then put it back in the selfie mode to make it seem like nothing happened. And then went outside to see who was going to go in the bathroom. And then he said he seen Velveteen Jim going there right after he got out. And when he went back in there, the phone was gone. So that's why he knew it was Velveteen Jim, but at first he didn't know whose phone it was. In his house, though. I know what I'm saying. The phone was up. Okay. And he was like, I don't know whose phone this is. And then he went in, you know, I mean, he went out, Velvet Dream followed right after he came out, and then he went back in there to see was the phone going or was it still recording? And the phone was gone. He was like, oh, well, Velvet Dream did it. Okay. And then, obviously, like you said, he didn't confront him, so he said he didn't want to make a big scene or whatever. And then um, he told everybody to leave. I believe, even, look, I want to do this, but I believe he didn't make a big scene because... Uh, it was right before their their pick their takeover match. That's what they did. They, they did have a takeover match, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Q flow. Yes, sir. Let me ask you your, your your question. How would you react in that situation? Um. No, I mean, it's just just be honest. I, there's no right I, or wrong answer. You know. I would probably be more pissed than I don't know. It, <laughs> The man is, is is sick, man. I don't care if it was deleted. It was there. It, it it was sent. You you had the thought process to do what you did. But we might have to squabble if you asking me, like, but that's just me. I'm sorry, you know, because here's the thing. Because I I know Prime said he wasn't gonna he wouldn't do the same thing, but the thing is, you're not gonna be in my house. That's number one. It's my no, house. no, no. I said I wouldn't do the same thing as not say nothing and just let it go. Yeah, and I'm saying, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. That makes EC3 look like a part of it. Honestly, because it's it, it's like you're you're not going to be in my house. I don't care if it's just, if it's if it's adults. You got people, different wrestlers that we know that's in there. That's an invasion of their privacy. And then it happened in my house, right? So yeah, let me let me let me be honest with you. Okay. That man probably would have got killed. 
to be honest. You had a house party with a bunch of wrestlers and that happened. You by yourself? Yeah, he yeah, probably would have got stomped out. He would have got stomped out. Pack so maybe that's what needs to was like, right then. That's what maybe East was like, you know what? I don't want you to die before our match because I want to still have a takeover match. Damn that. Damn that, bro. I'm look, sorry. We know we look, we know, we know us personally gonna say forget it, but Easy Three looking out after the money. Maybe that's what he was doing. If you know after the money, it's a CYM be a better thing right now. But <laughs> I mean, he's the only person in there right now. So I mean, yeah, I'm saying, exactly. I'm saying so. You you you're not going to sit here and sit there and say, look, I, I'm I'm sorry. It's like okay, if that man got stomped out, even if even if he no, I'm sorry. Even I, I would approach him as a man like y'all, bro. I'll knock him out myself. I'll knock him out myself. And first of all, you take the phone to delete yours, but you don't need to delete nobody else's. See, uh, those kind of things you got to take all the consideration. Well, I mean, you got to, you got to. It depends on how phones work, though, as well. You know, in court, I'm just okay. okay fine, we're not even gonna be in court. In public opinion, if if I'm if, say if I'm at your house, right, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there, I I, I go to the bathroom, I'm having some drink, I'm enjoying myself. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I don't see the phone, so obviously he, he gets me on that pen. If I hear, especially now, that he was in there recording people pen, and then he, uh, and he simply grabs the phone and deletes his picture, and doesn't even notify anybody at the party of what's been going on, I'm thinking yes. he's in. I'm thinking he's in on it. If I'm at that party, I'm thinking he's in on it because he deletes his. Because if, if say if. I'm just being real here. Say if stuff goes up on on X X videos or Pornhub, and he's like, "Wait a minute, that looked familiar." Seriously, and you'd be like, "Okay, it's the same thing that happened with uh, Paige and Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox." And that stuff goes up, and the next thing you know, it's just like, "Oh snap, we that well, that was supposed to go out because it was private. Who gives a fuck? Invasion of privacy. That is a crime." And if you go in there to go into business for yourself, what I mean is to delete your own picture. And then- um, what I meant, see, okay, sorry. What I meant by that is like, depending on how the phone was set up. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. This whole situation is weird. I don't think Velveteen Jim is gonna leave his phone unlocked. So there's a feature that you just keep your phone locked but still have the camera open, and he could have just did it that way. So how would he be able to, to, to delete his video then? Maybe after that one's over, you can uh, delete that one, but I don't know. You can't do that shit on an iPhone or Android. I don't know what the phone you got. You can do that on Android. It's like when you take a picture and the phone locked, you can see the picture that you just took, but you can't see the other picture. Yeah, yeah. If the phone is locked, but you open up the camera while the phone is still locked and you take a picture, you can see that picture immediately and decide if you want to keep it or delete now, it. Now, does, does that work with videos? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You can't see you can't see the past video because it's locked. Yeah. You can't see the thing. whole library, but you can see what you just took. Fair yeah. Now, 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 here's the thing. So it it was recording multiple videos, or was it recording a video? Well, we because don't know, but he did he did say that Velveteen Dream was going in there after everybody, or at least after he used it. So I'm assuming after everybody went in, he went in there after whoever came out. 
First of all, Velveteen Dream. Yeah, first of all, we're thinking too much. We're thinking too deep into this story. It's for no, I'm, 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 I won't be in a lot. No, look, number one, something's wrong with Velveteen Dream. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with that guy. He need to get some help. Like seriously, he need to get some help. And the, 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 the guy had a bright future ahead of him, and he fucked it all up. And it sucks that he's he, he's he's back in trouble now and stuff like that. But even yeah, but, now we gotta deal with this super diva. Yeah, and now this EC three thing, this story. Oh, you talking about <laughs> what's his name? You? I don't know. He oh, EXO. Is... Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, the he big is one, cringy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I swear every time he come on his room, I I just he mm. is cringy. It's, like it's, I know the I see the angle he they going for, but it don't work. But like it, it, it like he trying to be EJ Johnson. That's like he trying like he trying to do in wrestling. Because he's big like him. Well, I mean, EJ ain't that big no more. But I'm just saying. But in the, the beginning, you know, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not feeling that guy. But that this EC3 story, it's like it. It just to me, it just makes EC3 look just bad. Also, I mean, Patrick Clark Velter Dream was worse. You know what I'm saying, but the way you, the way he handled it, I'm just like, bruh. You it's like it's like you, you you in on it too, or it's like you all you cared about is yourself and nobody else it was like no stop that, because I'm t- I'm saying I I have to go with what he's saying, but there could be some holes in the story. Somebody's gonna be coming out later on this week talking about stuff. Let me tell you what really happened at that party. Like I need everybody to go home because you know I, I'm sorry I I can't I can't send my people out like that. Now people who hear the story and think back to that party are like wait a minute. He probably caused more more issues for himself instead of trying. Because first of all, I was like, "Why is this even coming up now?" That that that's what I want to know. Somebody asked him about Velveteen. That's why. Somebody asked him about Velveteen, and this shit is coming up now in twenty twenty two. When this happened in twenty eighteen, uh, maybe he just don't talk. He don't. When something happens, you don't talk about this person. You don't mention this person because nobody asks you. Who's gonna think to ask? Uh, EC3 about Velveteen Dream in 2020, 2021. 2021. The only reason they asked him is because of your thing of the Vince uh, Triple H is in charge. Is Velveteen Dream going to come back? And they was like, or do you think Velveteen Dream is going to come back? Do you think they should resign him? And then he was like, let me tell you a story about Velveteen. And then that's how it happened. Oh, okay. No, that, uh... But no, uh, EC3 is not out here just, just randomly telling... Uh, Velveteen stories. Oh, I see, you know, I mean, like I said, the story is creepy enough for me, and I, I mean, personally, I, I, that's not the way I would have handled it with, with EC3 because I think he's a fucking moron for doing it that way. It's probably why he's in a company by himself. So, uh, give me a hundred dollars so I can go yell at him in the closet, <laughs> uninterrupted. Remember, is, is that what you could do in CYN? You could just sit there and pay like a hundred dollars to go yell, yell at them in the broom closet, and they can't interrupt interrupt you or anything you say. Yeah, I don't know if they can't interrupt, but yeah, that's supposed to be like three minutes of uninterrupted. Well, say anything you want to say to them. I don't think it's uninterrupted. I just think it's three minutes in there with them. I ain't, I'm not even gonna go back and try to find that article. But yeah, some somebody gotta get get that boy some help. Uh, meanwhile, so we had a lot of pay per views this weekend. We had Clash of the Castle, which I thought was good. Uh, bad ending. I mean, 
with like after the ending ending to the point where that shit has been for the live crowd. You should not show that on TV with the whole Tyson Fury and Drew McIntyre thing. Even Tyson Fury shaking Roman Reigns' hand, like why was all this shit on TV? It yeah, just, it did. It that should have been the them YouTube exclusives. Exactly. Not even that. Because that just made uh, um, Drew McIntyre like a complete loser. They was calling him Drew McIntyre because he's a loser. It's like Luger from was it S- S- WrestleMania or SummerSlam of '93 with Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. And, and they had him on the shoulders, and balloons came down because he won by disqualification. He didn't win the belt. What the fuck is wrong with you, stupid? Like it's dumb. But uh, anyway. So, uh, and also, we had All Out also, which had a pretty good ending. You know what I'm saying? Even though they had a, a batch of the night where nobody has been talking about, which they should be probably talking more about when it came to the Keith Lee and Swerve versus the Acclaim. So, so everything in the whole show got overshadowed by the fight. So, nobody's going to be talking about this thing. I was about to say, yeah, ain't nobody. They all talking about the fight. Yeah, exactly. Which, which, is, which is very unfortunate. But NXT had a show, Worlds Collide, NXT versus NXT 2.0 versus NXT UK, which was basically saying this is the burial of UK to bring in NXT Europe. So uh, we had about was it a five match, six match card. I'm on. We 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 could just go through the the, the recap here, not a, a extensive breakdown of it. Uh, so the arena kind of had what well, I like it was they had like these jerseys of all the old NXT and NXT UK wrestlers on there and they was kind of like waving up above the arena kind of like it was for Wrestlemania 22 when he had like all of the list of superstars and stuff so this you, one I, I think he got that wrong what At that, that, was, that was for an entrance oh that was just that, that was just for Who's interested? Ricochet's or Carmelo Hayes? Carmelo Hayes. That's all the people he beat. Shit. That's what that was? Yes. That makes that thing more dope. That makes that yeah. way more dope. He had, like, Adam Cole's name, Johnny Gargano, uh, Pete Dunn. He said Dunn on the back. He had all those people's names that he beat while defending the belt. And, uh, yeah. So he hey, just had them all yo, up there. I thought that, okay, people, you got to say, I did not watch, like, the full thing of Oscar Live, so I watched the highlights, and I thought that was what the arena was looking like. And I was just like, oh, snap. That's an interest. That made it draw a mellow as money, bro. That made that thing a lot more fire right there. Because that's yeah, right. So, it makes it because the whole Ricochet jersey came down. Yes. Gotcha. Well, before, before, he, before the, the end of the match, it said, today, we will retire the jersey of Ricochet. And then it was just, it was like a perp. It was, every other jersey up there is white and Ricochet is almost like pink or something. So I guess before they get retired, they're pink. So. Oh, wow. That was, that's, damn, that's dope. That's dope. It was a fast-paced matchup, but uh, Carmelo Hayes retains the, uh, okay, I, I see it this time. Carmelo Hayes, uh, <laughs> re- retains the, the championship. North American Championship. 
Then it, uh, I'm pretty sure that they had a great. I, I got to go back and watch the match in full, but from from the highlights that I see, as he focuses back, they like, damn, this thing is um, pretty fast paced and, and pretty dope. I can't I can't wait till Carmelo Hayes comes up on the main roster. Same, like, huh? Same. Leave yeah. Trick though. Yeah, you still you you want Trick, don't you? Nah, leave him. <laughs> it's stay. Uh, next up, what do we have here? I probably should just. Why do I always pull up on, on Wrestle Zone? It's terrible. Uh, the NXT and NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Uh, it was pretty deadly. Uh, Gallus, uh, Boot Scoot, which is Briggs and Jensen, and the Creed Brothers. Boot Scoot. That's what that's, that's what Trick Woods called him. With the, uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, right? So uh, it was elimination match. They had Gasol got eliminated first, then the Creed Brothers got eliminated because they got because Kemp turned on uh, Julius, hit him with a chair, and they got eliminated. And then after that, uh, Pre Daily won won the belt. So they unified the, the tag team belts. I don't understand the group really. I think I did pick him on fantasy. I don't know if I kept him or not. I mean, but uh, I don't know who was liking them, but uh, they have won the UK titles once. They, they won the right. NXT titles once. Now they won both of them again. So they're two time each to each uh, championship. And I did not know that they were with Lash Legend. So I, I, I that, that, yes. that about like last month, believe it or not. Um, there's something. So. He said, there is something. You right on that, but there is something on that. Then they had the triple threat unification match for the NXT NXT UK Women's Championships. Mandy Rose, uh, Malika Satamora, and Blair Davenport. I really thought this was going to go to... Because I would say, if Malika was not... Uh, or wasn't going to stay uh, in America and go back to, to, to Japan, I can't say her losing. But... Uh, I thought maybe probably going to break that point. I just cannot see Mandy Rose being this, you know, dominant ass champion. To be honest with you, well, shit, she proved me wrong. Yeah, man. Mandy two belts, man. She, oh my, I mean, like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Mandy me, two, man? yeah, yeah. Mandy two belts. Yeah, so, I thought, I thought that, I thought for sure they would have gave it to Blair because she's the mix between NXT UK and NXT. So. That's what I thought. I thought because I thought Toxic Attraction as the group. Was going to get called up, like yeah, oh, so too the, the trio. Shit, guess not. Well, then we have <clears throat> the NXT Women's Tag Team Title Match, Kaden, uh Two KC. They call it right. Yeah. Versus Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Uh, this is what it was. Tag match. They uh, they hit the uh, the finishing move on. on, on do drop and won the match. Yeah, Tom said the attraction came out for no reason. So, yeah, and they still won. So two uh, KC the tag team champions. I'm still still get them a run with it. I don't know what they're doing with this women's tag team champions. I'm like, can, can we bring Sasha Naomi back, please? Did you see um on Raw, uh, Nikki Ash threw her mask at Do Drop? About time because this superhero shit is stupid. She need to go back to the regular Nikki Cross. Honestly, yeah. and not the Nikki Cross with Alexa Bliss, the one before that. Yeah, like crazy ass Nikki Cross, like you know, kicking the bottle open, shit. You know, that's what she needed to do. Cause this shit ain't working. 
He's probably just one of the talking more. I'm like, yeah. Uh, they had a great Swallow promo backstage, so he don't need nobody but himself. Okay, fine. That's cool. He really told his. He really basically told his mom to f you. Basically, <laughs> I didn't see that part. He was like, my mom told me after I cheated to be the call of Apollo Cruz that I'm putting on the wall of name, and I'm sorry. And I thought about it. You know what? Screw you, mom. I'm keeping up the wall of name or something like that. I was like, dang. All right. All right. Then we have uh, the main event: NXT NXT UK uh, Championship Unification. Braun Breaker taking on Tyler Bate. Something that I thought they was going to call a Braun Breaker as well. No. Braun Breaker beat Tyler Bate. I mean, yeah, beat him. And he is the unified NXT champion right now. So, all the UK motherfuckers got beat. Yep. And I was like, well, the the end. I'm sorry. It it was nice to know you. I I think they're going to, some of them are going to stay, obviously. Oh yeah, I mean they're gonna stay obviously because I know the Europe gonna come, but Europe not gonna probably come until in the middle of twenty twenty three. Well, I think like Gallus is gonna stay, Tyler Bate is gonna stay, people like that. I think they're gonna stay. So okay, well I mean yeah, Tyler, but yeah, it was it was good. Braun Breaker is the double champion, so you know, shout out to Braun Breaker. And that was Worlds Collide. So that was like a, a quick recap. You know, I I, I didn't want to try to see the full, mostly just for the Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes match. Obviously, I heard that was I heard that was pretty good. I don't know if it was the match of the weekend, but uh, well, first, first off, real quick, do you have a match of the weekend from all, all the um, shows? So uh, I didn't uh, see none of these pay per views. Really? Yeah, I was out Saturday, and that joint was on early, and I was out. Yeah. I was out. I went to the movies with uh swag, and then three dollar we uh was that was that the, the three dollar yeah. We went to the movies and then um there was triple Florida. The uh Dragon Ball Super movie. Oh it was pretty good. And like then and then yeah, then I had to travel to two barbecues. So I, I ain't see none of these pay per views. How about I didn't even prom? know there was a pay per view on Sunday. Oh yeah uh, for NXT. How about you, Prime? Uh, I'm gonna say the acclaim versus uh Lee and Swerve, even though the the ending should have been changed. Yeah, I, 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 that matchup. I, I want to see Ricochet and Car- Carmelo Hayes, but Sheamus and Walter to me was um, was so great. I love that match. So I definitely want. I definitely, yeah, I heard Sheamus and Walter tore the house down. They definitely did. They definitely did. Felt bad for a little boy to follow that shit, but uh, yeah, they they, they definitely did tear the house down. So. But that was worse collide, so make sure you guys post out in the comments, you know, how you feel about it now and all that kind of stuff as we move on. And I th- that is, I believe, it for the podcast uh, this week, guys. So uh, make sure you guys check us all out next week, okay? Because I'm going to need some help from my guys here. And I'm talking about Qflow Prime. We got to add these points up. Oh, yeah. I'm still, because it's over now. All out was when it ends. So now we gotta we this is our new draft. We gotta definitely do this, and we and I, I need people to. I understand everybody feel about the wayside, but this is more so for Prime and Lady Sketch to do your points, please. Yeah, just give me the info. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll I give you info every draft. So they like I don't give you all the info. The info I give you all the info all the time, but we gotta add these points up because a lot of stuff has happened. We we went through. 
uh, about three to four, uh, three, four WWE pay-per-views, three AEW pay-per-views, and a Battle of the Belts, and an NXT pay-per-view, and so many active stuff on Raw, SmackDown, and Rampage and stuff, and it's just been a lot. So, we, yeah, we, we, we got to definitely add all, add all this stuff up, so. Because right now, it's up in the air. I, I couldn't tell you right now, because whoever was in the lead before, which I believe was Q-Flow, back in May, things have changed. Oh, all I'm, I'm going to say is this, this current pay-per-view, I've won a few titles and pay-per-view matches. That's all I'm going to say. Well, so, like, oh, yeah, I was about to say, I know I lost badly. Like, yeah, because, you know, Braun got a title. I got Braun. I got FTR. I got Warlow. I got Jade. So I got a few titles under my belt. I mean, I, I, I got some wins too from Roman and also from Bobby. But the problem was, Roman was gone for like two months. Yep. Oh, about yeah. a month. I'm just like, so it's like, okay, I got the win, yay! But uh, oh, and I got Raquel Gonzalez too. So I got the tag. Rodriguez. Yeah. Rodriguez. 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 Gonzalez. <laughs> when, when she starts smiling, like you know, she's. Doing a two-page commercial. Nope, nope, know. nope. Shut up. She can smile as much as she wants. Nope. Nope. We ain't doing that. <laughs> here, 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 here he go. Nope. He like that back. He said, he said, Raquel, if you just give me a little bit of time. Yes, sir. <laughs> he uh, need that. <laughs> he suckle her ass like a... Okay, no, 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 stop. Shug it, okay, quack, quack. Well, guys, that's where we're going to end the podcast at. So, like I said, uh, the whole Spaces Philly thing has changed, and we're now on the Red Circle, so make sure you guys check out our con- our podcast, uh, the No Gimme of Us podcast, and our other podcasts from Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, and then coming back soon, Drunk Thoughts Over Tongues, and make sure you guys also uh, check out Prime uh, and Lee Boy TV's podcast, the Prime Nostalgia Podcast to check out Q Flow and his music. And then uh so and then we're gonna make our way out of here. So once again, this is NCM Place with Chill Train with Sandy, not Deion Sands of Prime Time. Alright. You don't <laughs> What? <laughs> I, can't even have, I can't even think I can't think of a CM Punk reference. Alright. That's what you get. I'm about to say he'll he'll buffer it out. And the man the myth of reality revolutionary freshman flow. Alright, y'all be good, man. Alright. And once again, Q-Flow, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. 
Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays, they can do stitches, urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back, and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. 